Okay, um, before I start, I'd like to say hello to everyone, morning. Um, for those of you who do not, do not know me, my name is Toma. Um, I'm from Tuvalu, and um, I just happened to be in Auckland um, on a ship, um, heading here to Auckland for repairs. And um, I have been in this church a couple of years back when I was studying here in Auckland, recently in 2019 and um, so I got to know some of our members maybe most of them but uh, yeah there's lots of new faces as well around so um, happy to um, to answer Pastor Adrian's call for me to, to present a message today even though it's a bit you know uh, scary but <laughs> especially when you're doing it in front of people you know you do not know but once you know that you're doing it for the Lord, Amen. it should give you that courage. Amen. Amen. So that's how I'm going to try to do it this morning. So again, my name is Toma. I'm from Tuvalu. And along with me are my wife, uh, Fenua, my son, wherever he is. Amen. They actually came here to New Zealand for a break, holiday, and also to be with me while I'm in New Zealand with this vessel that we are uh, trying to fix. In Tuvalu, we, we attend uh, Grace Baptist Church, the only Baptist church in Tuvalu. Mind you, Tuvalu is a very tiny nation of probably around 11 to 12,000 people. <laughs> I know. And um, it's based in Funafuti. I was saved back in, 20, in 2007 after one of my studies here in New Zealand, and I was heading back home. And I attended, my wife and I attended a, a Nausori Baptist Church in Fiji and that's where I got to know the Lord through the sharing the Word of God by Pastor Corey I believe some of you know Pastor Corey so I was saved in December of 2007 and ever since then I'm a saved soul and, um, and I belong to God Amen. however um, during that time back at home we did not have a, a proper or a, a Bible King James Bible believing church other than our own local church, which is, you know, after I found out the truth and got saved, I was, my wife and I, she was saved before me. We were um, really uh, wanting to have our own church back in Tuvalu. And finally, God answered that call. We, we had our first pastor come over in 20, 2012. And that's when we set up uh, Grace Baptist Church together with this pastor. And then members start coming in. And that's where we met Brother Paul and Sister Tina, uh, Brother Alapati, Albert, and Sister Dina, and their family. We all attended this church before they, they decided to leave us and came to New Zealand. <laughs> so that's kind of the background, of my background. And um, the church, our pastor left uh, just as COVID kicked in, in 2020. And ever since then, the church has been taken care of by three deacons. 
and I'm one of them. I believe Brother Noel Salah was here as well a couple months, years back. He's one of the three deacons, and then Brother Isala. Isala Brother Isala also uh, came by and visited um, uh, Sinai uh, Bible Baptist Church a few years back when I was here in 2019. So yes, that's kind of our my um, background. And the other thing too I'd like to mention is uh, back in 2019 when I was studying here, I had the opportunity to, to do uh, Sunday school um, as, as asked by uh, Pastor Adrian. And uh, so that's how I got to know uh, most and some of the members that are still here. On the same note, I'd like to thank uh, Mount Zion Bible Baptist Church for allowing me and my family uh, to join you all and worship, you know, because um, it's really hard to find a, a true, a genuine Bible Baptist church nowadays. When I got saved in 20, uh, 2007, in December, went back home, and then I came back again in early 2008 to continue my studies in here, Auckland. And I, uh, to be honest, I went throughout 2008 without a Baptist church because I couldn't find a, a true, uh, you know, Bible uh, preaching Baptist church. I went to some Baptist churches that say they are Baptist. And as I sat inside and then all these shows went on, I said, no, this isn't it. No, 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 you know. And um, thankfully, through God's grace, he pulled me out. And ever since then, um, yeah, I've been searching for a, a, a true Baptist church until when I came back again in 2019. That's where I, I, I came across this church. So ever since then, I've been thankful. And Auckland has been one of my, the list that me and my family will be willing to come because we have, to, uh, we have a church that we can attend if we are missing from home uh, or missing our, our church back at home. So sorry for the long introduction, but... Uh, I'm sure you all know me now. Okay, for this morning, I've chosen a simple message. Um, it's from the book of Luke, chapter 17. Luke, chapter 17, verse 28 to verse 32. Luke 17, verse 28 uh, to verse 32. Notice... It starts from around the beginning of the chapter and towards the end. And um, the reason is, there's a special message here I'd like to take out um, to share with you all this morning. Luke 17, verse 28, verse 32, and the Bible says, Like also as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built it. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Verse 30, Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. In that day he which shall be upon the housetop and his stuff in the house, let him not come down to take it away. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not return back. Verse 32, Remember Lot's wife. Now end it here, as I said, I've specifically chosen this, especially the verse, the last verse, verse 32, as it will be the uh, title of our message for this morning. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your love, Lord. We thank you that you are able to gather us this morning 
in this house, Lord, to listen and to worship you, Lord. Lord, as we listen to your word this morning, we ask that you uh, be with us, especially with uh, your word that we are about to to dig deeper into, Lord. We, we pray that your Holy Spirit will be upon us and bless us and to enlighten us, enlighten us more in your word, Lord, so that it can be a reminder to us as we live our lives uh, in this world, Lord. Lord, we ask you that you bless our congregation this morning. May you start this service, especially your preaching, Lord, and you end it as you will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Remember Lot's wife. Every time I preach, I have a hard time trying to follow my own notes, so bear with me. I'll be a bit slow, but yeah, I'll try my best to... Okay, this way, this way. The message, as we all know, or the portion of scripture that I've just um, read out from the Bible, is one of Jesus' warning in the, in the book of Luke, especially in uh, chapter 17. It all started with the question, the, um, I'll just go there. The Pharisees uh, demanded of Jesus Christ. As you can see in verse 20 of the, the same chapter, Luke 17, the Bible says, And when he was demanded of the prince of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observations. Neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. And he went on in verse 22, and he said unto the disciples this time, The days will come when, we, when ye shall decide to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and ye shall not see it. And they shall say to you, See here or see there. Go not after them, nor follow them. For as the lightning and the light... For as the lightning that lighteneth out of the one part under heaven shineth unto the other part under heaven, so shall also the Son of Man be in his day. The question was asked by the Pharisees. In fact, they demanded of, of Jesus Christ when the kingdom of God should come. And this started the whole um, conversation with Jesus Christ. And as I said, verse 32, after giving examples of course, um, we, I only started with uh, the example of the days of Lot. But before that, Jesus did also mention the days of Noah. And as we all know, they are quite similar in how, in how God punished the world in these two cases. But as I said, I'd like to concentrate on this verse 32 alone. Remember Lot's wife. And in order to understand what Jesus was referring to, or is referring to in this passage, we have to go right back to Lot's time. And let us go back to Genesis. I believe uh, it was Genesis chapter 19. So chapter 19 tells us about how the two angels came, 
most of you, I believe, know the story, um, to visit Lot and warn them, you have to get out. Bring your family with you as um, God is about to punish Sodom and Gomorrah. And that led to the, to the incident where, sorry, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, uh, what do you call um, paraphrase it or just sharing it in, in a kind, a kind of uh, putting it in a small way so that we can jog through and get to the main point here. So in, in chapter 19 of Genesis, as I said, the angels came, they asked Lot, take your family out, no, God is going to punish Sodom and Gomorrah. And as they went on, they even warned that, you know, on your way out, get as far as possible and don't look back. But then, as Jesus was referring to, Lot's wife didn't listen. And she did exactly what she was told not to do. The question rises, and we shall ask this question, why did she do that? And again, the story goes further back. Go back to 12, uh, Genesis chapter 12, and this is where I'll slowly take us through and hopefully by the end, we will see how and why Lot's wife ended up doing exactly what she was told not to do. In chapter 12 of Genesis, verse 1, the Bible says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. Okay, so that was the, the order from God. You're leaving. Come here, I'll take you to a... It says here, thee out of the country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will, verse 3, and I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Watch verse 4. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him and Lot went with him. And Abram was 70 and 5 years old when he departed out of Haran. So, there's, there's Lot um, showing up here the first time. It is said that um, Abram took Lot with him and of course his family uh, to fulfill what God had commanded them. So they went, as the story goes, and again I'll just uh, skim through. And as they went, um, uh, who was the pastor that preached, uh, Filipino pastor that preached a few weeks back? Uh, he mentioned about how Abraham moved out of the land and unto the land where God has chosen, has given him. And he, he mentioned something that was new to me and how he, he built altars as he, what? As he entered into these lands and he, he, every time he arrived at the land, he would build an altar, of course, worship God. And, and honestly, that for me was, was new. And um, the thing I'm trying to, the, the point I'm trying to relate here, uh, it relates to all that, because this is, I believe, is the root of the problem uh, where Lot's wife uh, did exactly what she was not supposed to do. Uh, bear with me. So, the Bible says, And the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said unto thy seed will I give unto thee, and there builded he an altar unto the Lord. This is the first altar that was mentioned. You know, how, how Abraham was in touch with the Lord 
He built that altar, of course, to worship. Again in verse 8, And he removed from thence unto a mountain on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent. He moved on to another place, having Bethel on the west, Bible says, and high on the east, and there he builded an altar unto the Lord again, the second time, and called upon the name of the Lord. Now watch this interesting part now that I'm about to go through. Verse 9, And Abraham journeyed, going on still toward the south. Then something happened. And there was a famine in the land, and Abraham went down into Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was grievous in the land. Uh, we all know this story. I, I mean, we've read it a couple of times, many times, for, for my sake. But I never came across this, this um, what I call Abraham's mistake. You know, the Bible says Abraham journeyed, going further down south, and there was a famine in the land where he was, you know, uh, sojourning through or journeying through. And watch what Abraham did during that time. The Bible says the famine was grievous in the land, meaning it was so serious, everything was dying, no food, no nothing. But Abraham did something to me is very um, not right. He decided to go to where? Egypt. And I was thinking, okay, so during his journey to the, to the very place where God wants him to go, he encountered with a, a problem, you know. He cannot feed his family, he cannot feed his animals because of the, the famine. But what I failed to see in this passage alone, I never saw Abraham going back to God for assistance. Notice that? Instead, he made his own decision. Where did he go? Egypt. And it came to pass when he was come near enter into Egypt, and this is what led to that um, terrible mistake he did. We all know the story. What did he do? He sinned. He lied, remember? He lied about his wife. If you go in, okay, be my sister, or you act as if you're my sister. Why? The Bible says that he can, can get killed if he does that. And uh, let me see. And it came to pass, verse 11, of Genesis 12, and he was come near to enter into Egypt, that he said unto Sarai his wife, Behold now, I know that thou art a fair woman mm. to look upon. Verse 12, Therefore it shall come to pass, when the Egyptians shall see thee, that they shall say, This is his wife, and they will kill me, the Bible says, but they will save thee alive. Say, I pray thee, thou art my sister, that, in my, that it may be well with me for, the, for thy sake. And my soul shall live because of thee. In other words, just lie. Say you're my sister so that I won't get killed. So that's the first sin Abraham did when he decided to enter Egypt. And as we all know the story, God was not happy. What did he do? What did he do again? He punished Egypt in, uh, by, you know, the Bible says, in verse 17, the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abraham's wife. In fact, he plagued um, Pharaoh and his house. And Pharaoh called Abraham and said, What is this that thou hast done unto me? Why didst thou not tell me that she was thy wife? In other words, why did you lie to me? But before that, there's something. Um, and we all know the world does this to us Christians. In verse 16, 
the Bible says, and he, the, uh, the, 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 the Pharaoh, entreated Abraham well for her sake, because of his sister, which is not his sister, it's a wife. So he blessed Abraham with, of course, worldly blessings, you know, sheep, everything. And we can, we'll see that as we, as we go along. So, what did Abraham get for his lies? For lying, sorry, only one lie he did. He got blessed, worldly blessings, you know, from Pharaoh. And later on, of course, the Lord was not happy, he punished Pharaoh. And then, notice why, how Abraham was not punished in this, in this time, yeah? But he punished Pharaoh, and then Pharaoh found out, then get out. He told, he told Abraham, get out with all your family, all your, even the blessings that he gave unto Abraham. The Bible says, okay, in verse 20, the last verse of chapter 12, and Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, they sent him away, and his wife, and all that he had. Moving on to verse 13, we're coming close now to the, the actual theme of uh, the preaching this morning. The Bible says, And Abraham went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and Lot with him into the south. And Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. Where did he get all that? Again, from lying to, to Pharaoh. And something happened when they went out of Egypt. Um, the Bible says, and there was a strife. You know? Why? Because in verse 6, the Bible says, And the land was not able to bear them, that they might dwell together. And that's talking about Abraham and Lot. So, something arose. You know? The herdsmen, their, their people taking care of their animals, started arguing. And it says that there was a strife between the herdsmen of Abraham's cattle and the, herds, the herdmen of Lot's cattle. And watch the last part of verse 7. It's funny because it doesn't really connect with what was going on, especially with the strife, but yet it's there in that verse. It says, and the Canaanite and the Parasite dwelled then in the land. Put that on the side, we'll come back to that later on. So, there's a strife, there's an argument. Hey, this is my land, this is your land, you know, and then, but these, mind you, are the herdsmen, the people taking care of, you know, Lot and Abraham's um, animals. So, Lot, I mean, Abraham didn't want this to happen. So what he did in verse 8, and Abraham said unto Lot, let there be no strife, first and foremost. Let's, let's not argue. I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdmen and thy herdmen, for we be brethren, we family. Is not a land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, then I will go to the right. Or if thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. In other words, let's not argue. You know, there's so much land. Let's share it among us. If you want to go there, I'll go this way. If you want to go this way, I'll go that way. Notice Abraham giving um, Lot the option, the choice. And this is the interesting part. And it's starting to root to where and why Lot's wife made that decision. And Lot lifted up his eyes, says in verse 10 of chapter 13, and beheld all the plain of Jordan, 
that it was well watered everywhere. Remember, they had just gone through uh, that famine, drought. And so when he was given that choice, the very first intention or Lot's intention was to where can I benefit from all this, you know? How can I benefit from this solution? If you see his choice, or if you find, we'll read it through, we will notice that he chose what's best for him, you know? It says in verse 10, it was well watered everywhere, the plain that he was looking at of Jordan, before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, of course, even as the garden of the Lord, where he saw he wanted to go because it was well watered, he compared them with two um, places. One is the Garden of the Lord, and it's referring to the Garden of Eden. The second, note where he was referring it to, like the land of Egypt. I know when I first read this, okay, so, Lord, uh, Abraham brought Lot to Egypt. He saw you know, everything the world can offer anyone at that time, of course. So when he was given this choice as to choose where to go to, guess what? He forgot to thank Abraham first and foremost. You know, Abraham has been, you know, guiding him and advising him, of course, he's his nephew. Secondly, as I mentioned before, he chose what was best for him, not even caring about his uncle or Consulting is how what about you? You know, like a normal uh, I'd say Christian should be, you know. So he immediately chose I'll go there because of what he can reap out of that land and he knows he will benefit from it. Whereas Abraham just took the opposite direction as to what he chose. So verse eleven, then Lot chose in all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves. The one from the other. Another thing Lot didn't, didn't consider at that time, remember the end of verse 7? The inhabitants of the land. Who was he going to mingle with, you know? He just look at what he can, can benefit him and that, let, let's go, you know? The Bible says, and the Canaanite and the Parasite dwelled in that land, but yet just followed through. You know, just did what he had to do. And part of it was what he had seen in Egypt, where his uncle Abraham took him there, which was the initial, the, the very first start of that mistake when uh, Abraham decided to go to Egypt instead of asking God for, for help or for guidance in that time of famine. So he chose the plains of Jordan, in other words, Sodom and Gomorrah. And there they dwelled, the Bible says. And as we know in verse, jump through to, sorry, uh, chapter 19, when God had enough of Sodom and Gomorrah, now I have to destroy it, but first take out uh, Lot and his family and his belongings out of, so of Sodom and Gomorrah before the, the punishment comes. So, the Bible says in chapter 19, there was two angels sent by God to, you know, uh, of course, inform uh, Lot to get out. And as we see in that passage, in that chapter, 
And as you, as you read carefully through that, you will see how Lot was not all for leaving the Sodom and Gomorrah. And according to what the Bible says, wait, I put it down here. In verse 15 of uh, chapter 19, Genesis, the Bible says, And when the morning arose, then the angels again hastened Lot. Mind you, the morning arose before the sun comes up. That's when God was planning to poof, destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. In other words, in the sins of the city. And watch how Lot reacted to that. Verse 16. And while he lingered, the Bible says, the man laid hold upon his hand. In other words, grab him. Let's go. You know what? Um, I had a look at the meaning of linger. Because, of course, I, I, I don't know every English word. And mind you, linger is like, you know, when you are told to exit because something's going to happen. And linger means just to, you know, it's basically not wanting to escape or uh, go the direction where you're told to go to because of your life. It's just meaning, honestly, he doesn't want to leave. He doesn't want to leave. So what happened? The man laid upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters. There was two of them, the angels. So you can imagine one hand on Lot, one hand on his wife, the two daughters, yeah? And then, poof. The Bible says the Lord, sorry, laid upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him, and they brought him forth and set him without the city, meaning outside the city. And it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad that he said, the angel said, escape for thy life and watch the warning as he comes. Look not behind thee. That was a simple warning. You know, neither stay thou in all the plain, escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. So, I've laid the foundation. Um, Lot's wife. Remember Lot's wife. Now I believe we can clearly see um, or put together the story, the picture, um, as to why Lot chose to look back. Despite all these warnings, she chose to look back. I believe, and the short lesson to this, and we all know this, as Christians, um, it is our, okay, I became, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior, knowing when the gospel was preached to me, and I found out that Whatever I did in the past, all the sins that I've been doing, and I'm not a good person. I mean, but when this pastor told me that all that can be forgiven just because, just by accepting Jesus Christ as my Savior, that really ignited that 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 heart of mine. Like, what? How can that be? He said, "The Bible says it. God says, it, and God never lies." And that's how I got, honestly, I got swept away. My wife can. We'll, we'll tell you all about that story because I didn't want to see this pastor in the first place. But yet, just because I felt sorry for my wife, okay, let's go. She wanted me to to see this pastor to to you know to go through some Bible study. Of course, her main aim is for me to get saved, but I was thinking of something else. 
I was thinking of the pubs, you know. That free time we were going to enjoy in Suva, nine days actually. We had some money, spend it, and then go to Tuvalu. Still not saved. But God had other plans for me at that time. So she, please, let's go. Just one day, just one day. I said, okay. And after that, we'll go to the movies. Maybe in the weekend, we'll do that. Let's go. So we went. I sat in front of this pastor, and then he started preaching to me. You know, I, I approached, I remember the first few, probably a few minutes, as the conversation started, my mind was always on the fact that, hey, I'm a Christian, you know. My dad, my mom, both Christians, they worked so hard for the church back in the day, so I must be all right. I was baptized. I forgot my Christian name back then, but as far as I know, I'm good. That's how I approached that conversation with the pastor, until he shared to me the word of God. You know, brother, that's Jesus died for you. You know, can you even understand that? And I was thinking, yeah, I know he's my savior and all that. But then I realized something. Even though I, I know that Jesus is my savior in Bible, Bible schools in Tuvalu, mind the Tuvalu language, who's your savior? Oh, Jesus. You know, it's something I practiced and, and learned just like that, but never actually understood what it meant until that time when pastor spent a few minutes just preaching from the word of God, how I was a sinner, and then, okay, but he died for you so that you can be saved. And I was looking back at my life, you know, as a young man, and I said, okay, I've done many bad things, and I don't think God will be able to erase that because it, it sticks, and I feel guilty for some of them, most of them actually, I said, give it all to God, you know. Amen. That's the very purpose why God sent his son Amen. for you yeah. and for me, for the very people like you and me. He yeah. also told me his side of the story. I was like, okay. And then I start asking questions in my mind. Why didn't I hear this before? Anyway, from then on, the, the plans, the movies, the, the parties started, you know, falling away and the interest and the, 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 the hunger for the word of God start growing. Amen. Uh, after we spent two and a half hours, I think it was three because he had to leave, the pastor. And I said, Pastor, uh, do you have time tomorrow? Uh, can I come and see you again tomorrow? Not knowing that my wife behind me, she was streaming tears. And I said, because, you know, I, I, I have a few more questions to ask. And at that time, we just finished that part in salvation. And one of the biggest obstacles for us, especially in Tuvalu, was baptism. Because why was I baptized as a baby? And so I needed to know more about that. And he said, okay, come again tomorrow morning, the same time. He said, okay, perfect. So we left, hoping for the next day to come again and continue listening to the Word of God. So we went home, hotel. We didn't have a home back in Fiji, but we stayed in a hotel. I took all the notes that I've been writing the New King James Bible that the, the pastor um, gave me. And I was reasoning together. I mean, just looking at the, the verses he told me and looking up the, the verses that he asked me to look up, you know, and to just to further understand salvation. I said, wow. So I was, I was, I can't wait for the next, you know, the next session. So we ended up, I think, three days in a row until he asked me that question. Are you saved? I said, I, I should be. I mean, I, I have no other choice. I'm not a good person, and I know where I'm going to if I die and I'm done from this world. 
seems like this is the only choice, you know. Exactly, he said. Uh, you know, Jesus died for you, for all sinners, and it's, it's a gift. All you have to do is put your hand out, receive it, and you're his. I said, that easy. And at that point, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. He told me to, you know, do a uh, prayer, which later on I knew it was a salvation prayer, and that was all I said. You know, uh, God, I, I don't deserve you, but it seems like you are the only um, hope I have in this world. And from then on, there was a complete change. All the plans that I had for the nine days of staying in Fiji was totally down the, you know, the bin. And it was Bible study, Bible study, until the first Sunday, um, he announced to the congregation if I wanted to be baptized. And luckily, I was accepted by the congregation on the basis that I've accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior, and I got baptized. And from then on, and when I see this message, I look back at that time and I said, what if I had chosen the other way? And I believe as Christians, these questions always pop up, you know, especially in our walk as Christians. At times we are weak. Come on. Yeah. Who hasn't done, you know? Yeah. We all have. Amen. But guess what? God never gave up on us. Right. Amen. He was always there every single Amen. way. And most importantly, he offers his assistance for us to make those proper choices. Yeah. Amen. Let this be a good lesson to us all. Lot's wife, yes, she chose the, 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 the wrong direction. But I believe God put that story in the Bible for us to... I know we all know how we got saved and we've, done, we've made the decision. But it's the, always there for us as a reminder. Because in everyday living as a Christian, it's not an easy walk. Right. Especially right. when we decide to you know, divert and walk away from God. And then all these problems start coming in. Trust me, I've gone through most of that. But the most important thing as a Christian, we should never hesitate to go back to God. Because guess what? He's always waiting out there, open arms for you and for me. The Bible says, Psalms 100, verse 2, Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. That's how we should serve Him. In that way, the choices we make will always be in line with God, with what God wants us to do. The Bible says as well in Deuteronomy 10, 12, to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. Yep. Just do that. And trust me, and we all know that because from time to time we're there then when we are weak, we hear, you know, and that's life. And that, I believe, God wants us to, to be like that so that we can um, see him to who he is, you know. At times, every time we fail him, he's always there to pick us back up and you know, fall in line, keep walking, you know. In this case, in, in the case of Lot's wife, as I said, it did not root at that exact moment when they were fleeing from Sodom and Gomorrah. I believe it rooted right back when Abraham made that, you know, that decision to go straight to Egypt instead of 
consulting God. And then he exposed his family, he exposed Lot and his family and all that. And then he just noticed Abraham was never punished when he did that decision. But trust me, the, the punishment is long, long. It, 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 was, it was there, but we just didn't see it. And to close, um, in verse 19, oh, sorry, the last verse of chapter 19. Okay, I'll just go through the story and then I'll tell you what I'm trying to connect it to. As we all know, the, the, the Lot was uh, yanked away from the, the city by, you know, the two angels. Uh, Lot, his wife, but again, unfortunately, his wife died because of um, she looked back. But the daughters were there. And in the same chapter, the Bible said they did something very wicked, you know. And the result of what they did says, uh, hold on. You know, they, they, they lay with their father and both of them conceived children that led to be the leaders of the very tribes that have been opposing Israel ever since then. The Moabites, the, Amorites, uh, the, the Ammonites. And that you can see towards the end, verse 37 and verse 38 of chapter 19. So I believe that's God's punishment to what Abraham did at that time. You know, Ever since then, you all know the story, the Israelites were always you know, attacked and and there you go. The Moabites, the Ammonites were a few of those groups. They actually originated from Lot and the two daughters of Lot just because of what they did and especially because of Abraham's um, decision that he made back then. So from all the, the Bible reading, the stories that we, we've gone through, it is clear that, that there are consequences for the actions that we we take, you know. Whatever the consequences are, if you are truly God's child, as I said, expect chastisement, you know. And God expects humbleness, humility from our side in order for, for us to go back to him. And trust me, he will always be there with open arms. To close... Oh, one verse before that. One of the true heroes in the Bible, Joshua, made that important decision. We can find that in Joshua chapter 4, verse 15. The Bible says, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell, meaning the world. You either choose God or the world. And that's exactly what Lot's wife was trying to do. She looked back at what she had enjoyed back in Sodom and Gomorrah, the world. Basically, we'll just call it the world. And that's when she got that punishment. But here Joshua says, choose either God or the world. But as for me, again, sorry. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I hope and pray that as we walk our daily lives as Christians, we continue to walk as how Joshua walked, you know. Make that simple choice. The gift is there for those of you who have not received Jesus Christ as your Savior. It's free. It's just for you to take 
you know. And then ever since that that time you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, He will always be there, guide you, chastise you if He needs to be, just to put you back in line and enjoy His provision unto you, especially that day coming when we are done from this life. We have a mansion waiting for us, that's what he said. And lastly, one of the, uh, my favorite Proverbs, in times of making choices as Christians, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Yeah, you want to read it out? <laughs> okay, it's one of his uh, memory verses. The Bible says, verse 5, that trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Amen. You know, I've read, and I believe all of us have read through this passage many, many, many times. But trust me, most of the time we just read it as, you know, we never actually read it slowly, understand it, you know, what is God trying to, to, to inform me here. You know? And every time we make a mistake, that's when we look back and, oh, it's always been there in the first place, you know. And that's how the world works. The world tries to entice us, you know, to enjoy the world and to lose sight of where God is trying to lead us. And that's where we get, you know, in trouble with God. Thankfully, nowadays, not in the days of Noah and Lot, that we, by the grace of God, you know, we are allowed, I don't know, a million chances. But He's always been there, you know. I don't know how for long. But it is important to us that we first, you know, take his word for what he says, you know, and just live it. And trust me, we will enjoy uh, God's provision for us all as Christians, as children of God. And that concludes our message for this morning. And let us close, uh, close us with a word of prayer. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord for your message, um, especially for your word, Lord, that we have um, gone through this morning. We thank you for the reminder that you have given us this morning, Lord. We pray that you continue to be with us, Lord, and especially um, make us or help us live the life you want us to live, Lord. We admit it is not easy, and we understand that if we are with you always, especially abiding in your word, all should be okay for us. Lord, we, we ask you and we pray that as we go about our lives, that you continue to be with us. The members that are not with us uh, this morning due to traveling or whatever problems they might be, Lord, we ask you that you bless them as well and that we may be with them in future. And listen to your word, Lord, and let it work in our lives. Lord, this morning we remember our pastor, Adrian and his family who are on holiday now in the Philippines. We pray that you, you guide them, Lord, take care of them, and especially, Lord, that you use them, uh, that he may preach your word wherever he is, as he is a very uh, talented preacher of yours, Lord, until the time that we meet again. Lord, uh, you are our only hope in this life, so we pray that you continue to be with us, um, your children, as we live our lives, Lord. May you continue to be our to, to be with us this morning. What whatever program we'll be uh, encountering later on, may you continue to be with us and bless us, Lord, in Jesus' name. 
I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you.